Hello, whole church crowd, whole church crowd. Merry Christmas. How about that? <laughs> hey, guys, this is a special Christmas bonus similar to something we did last year. Last year, I, Joshua Noll, one of your co-hosts, had to do a project for school that involved interviewing someone about missions overseas and was reminded of a mission group that I care deeply about ever since I was a kid, which was the Waltoto Ministry. And I had the opportunity then to speak with Eugene Stutzman, who is back. Eugene, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. It's good to be here again. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm excited once again to talk about Watoto, encourage our listeners while we're in this giving spirit to really consider sponsoring a kid, being involved in whatever ways they might be able to get involved with Watoto. Um, but before we do, um, we usually do a silly question on our show. So, right. so I'm going to ask you something silly. I'll answer first, give you time to think about it. Okay. And uh, th this one is based on uh, Tolkien, and you can actually find a book of this. He, he used to write these Christmas stories for his kids each year. And in them, Santa had a sidekick that was a polar bear. So it had me wondering, if you could pick any Arctic-themed sidekick, real or otherwise, if you want a talking snowman, that's fine. What Arctic sidekick would you choose... Me going first, I'm going to show my true nerd colors. Uh, Ring of Power came out this year, and in the beginning, they showed us a snow troll, and that thing was terrifying. And if I could just have a snow troll follow me around doing my bidding, I think that would uh, that would make me feel pretty good about myself. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with that one. All right. <laughs> if you have any Arctic sidekick that you would enjoy? Well, interesting question. I, uh, I'm thinking of the National Geographic uh, documentaries I've seen and the baby seal. <laughs> the baby seal was the first thing that popped in oh, my mind. The cute little baby one. seal that, yeah, it's uh, yeah. probably a little bit like Watoto. We care for babies, but the baby seal is is a bit uh, vulnerable, but cute and with a big black, yeah. pretty Bring eyes. Bring your and, papers. It'd be, be great. Make you yeah. feel good every time you get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, almost make taxes fun even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, so now now we, we go on to, to the main content for today. You've told us last year, but uh, for those who weren't here or hadn't heard it before, could you just go back over quickly? What is the story of Watoto? What does Watoto do? And how did you get involved with the ministry? Yeah, yeah thanks for that opportunity to share that. And Watoto started back in the mid, early to mid-80s when a Canadian missionary couple felt called by God to move to Uganda. And it was a time, a very dangerous time in Africa's or in Uganda's history. They were just coming through a series of several very evil dictators. Um, and so, but God called them there with their children to plant a church. So they planted Watoto Church in, uh, in 83. And then for about 10 years, that was their work. They were growing the church and, and building a church family. And then in the mid to late 80s is when the AIDS epidemic hit Uganda and it left about 2 million children orphaned as a result. It wiped out a whole generation of people. And so as a local church, they felt their, their mission was to care for the needs of the community. And the greatest need at that time was the 2 million children who had lost their parents. And so as a church in the early 90s, they began caring for children and placing them in residential homes and and today it's grown to the point where we have uh, three children's villages, entire properties that we've developed. And on those properties, we have uh, single family homes for these kids. Each home has eight children and a full-time Ugandan foster mother. And so the children live in a family environment rather than an institutional uh, orphanage. And awesome. so in those homes, we have about 3,000 children 
living in those family environments today, being cared for by a mother. The villages have primary schools, secondary schools, vocational school, a church, medical clinic, everything that a child needs to grow up healthy and whole is, is provided in those villages. And, um, and then we began uh, Baby Wototo about, I think it was in 2008, where um, our villages care for kids ages two and above. But we began Baby Wototo because there was a huge need for infants who were being abandoned. And so we opened two facilities where we can care for newborns and premature babies. And, and we've rescued about 1,500 plus babies through those facilities wow. so far. And then um, a number of years ago, we also began Wototo Neighborhood, which is caring for women who are single mothers, most of them HIV positive, uh, helping support them, train them, disciple them, uh, help help them get a skill that is employable or to begin a business so they can care for their children. And those children don't have the need to come into our yeah. villages. And so we're trying to get to the source of the problem, the root of the problem, and uh, have the most impact that we can in, in Uganda and South Sudan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, how did you get involved with the ministry? So a number of years ago, we had the one of the ways that we t- tell the story about Watoto is through a children's choir. Those are kids from Uganda, from our ministry that travel all over the world. And uh, the choir came to our church in Ohio, which is where I'm from originally. And then as a result of that visit, our church took a mission trip to Uganda. And uh, it was going to be a construction project. And at that time, I was a general contractor. So the idea of going to Uganda to build something was what really intrigued me. And so my wife and I joined that trip in 2005. And then while we were in Uganda, we found about found out about a need that they had for leaders for the choir. So we applied for a role. We felt God leading us to that. And so uh, then for two years, my wife and I led the children's choir uh, on two different tours. And then in 2008, I had the opportunity to apply for a role here at the office. And so uh, the board had called me and asked if I would consider coming back to Tampa to lead the office here. So I've been the executive director uh, for our U.S. headquarters since um, 2008. Yeah. So sorry, there's a lot of ways we can go there. Um, you mentioned the Watoto Choir, and that's one of the things I really like about that. And, you know, I was told you before we jumped on, I was listening to the Christmas album on the way home yeah. um, is they sing songs, most of well, the ones I listen to are mostly in English, but it still has Ugandan, you know, language and beats and like that kind of feel to it. And I think that gets to one of the most unique things about Watoto that I know of is how you're not trying to Americanize right. over there. You're trying to minister in their own context. Could you right. kind of speak to that some? Yeah. Part of what we feel that, um, and, ministry, and the ministry we were involved in is an outreach of the local church. And our, our, we're passionate about the church. We believe that the church should be impacting community. And, and we believe it in across all spectrums, whether it be business, whether it be in finance, whether it be in medicine, but also in the arts. And so when we are teaching our kids about music and, and um, either songwriting or playing instruments or singing, they, they, of course, learn all kinds of genre and music, but we want them to develop their voice of African music. And so certainly they learn different uh, styles and things, but that we, we want to include the African beat, the African rhythms, the sound of Africa in the music that we produce. And so that's always been important to us that we don't lose that. And um, so that's, that's part of what we incorporate into the choirs. Yeah. I, um, I'm trying to think there, there was one, it's not a Christmas song. 
But there is a Waltoto song that's like about unity, but like the the main word is in in their native language. But I can't remember what the name of that song is off the top of my head. Do you know what I'm talking about by chance? Uh, not sure which song that is. They they do include some local language, so they usually sometimes if they do that, they'll sing a phrase or a verse in their local language, but then repeat the same phrase or a verse in English, so that the message comes across. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to find it. <laughs> um, Anyway, was it to yeah. me? Maybe, maybe. There's one that I know that uh, in my Thanksgiving playlist we have um, Wibale, the the thank you song. Oh yes, Wibale is great. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I am not fluent at all. <laughs> I just listen to the music. And I'm like, yeah, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so you mentioned the importance of kind of them having their own voice. How do you nurture that as a ministry? You know, we, a lot of the people going over there are Americans, so it's really hard not to kind of take your culture with you, right? Uh, it's just done through intentionality and, and um, helping them. First of all, for all the kids on the choir, they have, we help them write their testimony. So we, as we get to know the kids, we learn about their background and we help them kind of craft that in, because it's, it's done on a stage. It needs to be done in a way that, um, is presentable that people understand. So we help the kids craft their testimony during the, so on the choir, when they share it, it's understandable and it, it makes sense to people, but it's still their story. And so the same with, we have a worship academy. So we have kids that are learning instruments, learning to sing, learning to write music, <laughs> learning to produce music. So nice. that same intentionality is, is getting them to understand who they are as a person in Christ and, uh, use their story, the, the things that they've experienced. A lot of these kids have gone through, you know, incredibly difficult seasons in their life, having been abandoned or orphaned at a young age. So, but God can take any of that, helping them understand that God can redeem all of that for his glory and for, for something good. And that they can, they can tell that story using whatever tool or resource they have, whether it be a drum or a guitar or their voice or the spoken word or um, lighting video, anything. And, and, but use, use their local cultural dances and rhythms to, to tell that story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So speaking to what the ministry is doing today, I know we talked some about the background. What is, what is the state of Uganda right now? Um, Uganda is relatively stable and peaceful. Um, they had just come through an election recently. It was earlier this year. Um, so it's, it's stable. There's... Um, yeah, there's, it's, it's safe to be there. There's, um, right now there's, there's, uh, Ebola in the, in the nation, but, um, it's being, being controlled quite well. And so there's concerns like that are always prevalent and, but it's a stable country. It's, it's secure and safe to travel there and people are warm and welcoming and friendly and, and loving. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's good. <laughs> that seems like a, a lot of progress from the eighties, I guess. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So my favorite part, really less the big picture stuff we've been talking about, but I really like hearing these individual stories of the kids and what they've gone through, where they're at now, that kind of stuff. Do you have any stories from some of the kids in Watoto from this year that you would like to share? Yeah, actually, I like I could grab a profile of the girl that my wife and I sponsor. Oh, nice. And um, this is this is pretty special to me, and you'll understand why in a minute, but. Um, my wife, my wife and I have been sponsoring this girl. Her name is Juliet. Uh, we've probably sponsored her for, it must be close to 15 years now. 
Wow. Um, and she had lost her parents when she was young and she happened to be on one of the choir tours that we led. And so we got to know her oh, cool. when she was around eight or nine, but she's grown up in Watoto and, um, has been learning photography and went to school for photography and, uh, animation. So that's something she's passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she's now 23 years old and nearing graduation. She's graduating from university next week. Wow. And so we're very proud of her. And she also recently got engaged and will awesome. be married uh, next year and in April. And she's asked me to walk her down the aisle. And so what oh, a, that's awesome. a thrill for me to, you know, have been being involved in Watoto for quite a while now and to see a young lady like Juliet, who's again, gone through difficult seasons in her life at a young age, having lost her parents, but being given the chance to grow up and have an education and, and the privilege my wife and I have had to be a part of her life now for that. Incredible to us. And um, so, yeah, we're just so proud of her and look <laughs> being there for the wedding in, in April. For sure. For sure. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. I, um, f- for me, it was when I was younger and I'm sure I shared this last time, but the Waltoto Choir visited a church I was, my family was attending in Tallahassee when I was growing up. And I had to be like nine. I had to be pretty young. And uh, we had one of the families come stay at our house while they were there for like a revival or something that they were doing. And they had um, four, four or five of these kids who were relatively close to my age. And we're sitting there playing soccer. We had like a whole soccer team. And <laughs> I remember being so upset when they left because like, these were either were my friends. You know, when you're yeah. young, you're, you make good friends pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it was probably a fundamental part of my childhood understanding that there are people who may be different than me out there, but we're really not that different. And mm-hmm. kind of seeing that, I think it was one of those, you know, you have those pivotal moments when you look back on your life and you're like, that was one of those defining moments for me. It's just kind of getting to know these kids. And then my parents sponsoring two girls that we kind of kept getting letters every Christmas. And I was young, so I didn't always understand what was going on, but I knew we got these letters at Christmas from my mm-hmm. sisters is what my parents would call. Them. I was like, okay, cool. So I have sisters out there. Yeah. And it was, it was so cool. Um, you mentioned, and I've said before this, uh, the sponsor language, what does it mean to sponsor a Watoto child? Yeah. So it's a unique relationship and it's, it's a, it's also a, a model of funding. So a sponsorship is a, is a donation that the sponsors make every month to Watoto of $38 and then we connect them to a specific child in our ministry and the sponsor can correspond with that child through letters. We also have a platform on our website where they can type their letters and it's sent electronically. Um, but the, the sponsorship is the sponsorship donations that we receive are what provide for the direct care of the kids. So mm-hmm. those resources are what provide the education, the food, clothing, uh, health care, everything that the children need is funded and paid for through those sponsorship donations. So, it's a, it's a critical resource for Watoto, but it's also a meaningful relationship to sponsors because they have that individual connection with a child that's benefiting from their donation and they get to exchange letters and get to know each other and pray for each other. And certainly our children pray for their sponsors. And <laughs> um, if sponsors send their family photo to the child, that, that picture for sure is on the wall of their bedroom and or in their house somewhere and it's awesome, yeah. being prayed for every, every day. So yeah, it's, it's a beautiful relationship. So just $38 a month and that's food, shelter, everything. It is. Well, we, we have our model because we care for the children 24 uh, seven. Yeah. Well, Toto is actually the legal guardian for the children that are in our care. Our model um, is it has multiple sponsors per child. So it's not just one sponsor. 
Okay. Uh, because you, if, if you think about everything that Watoto is providing for the children, it wouldn't be possible on just one donation. Yeah, of that's what I was yeah. trying to think of. I was like, that's that's a yeah. long ways for thirty eight bucks. <laughs> yeah, so it's it is multiple sponsors to to you know resource everything that we're doing in Uganda to support the children. Yeah. Do you know about how much total it takes to sponsor one kid, like if for everyone involved? I can do some real quick math. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on no spot. Worries. I was just kind of curious. I was it's like, about, it's about $5,000 per year uh, total if, year. You, if you calculate all the sponsors together that are sponsoring Involved a child. One kid. Okay. And that's, that's, really, that's still not that bad. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's decent. It's certainly, yeah, I mean, yeah. Those who have parent or yeah. who have children know the know the cost of raising kids here in the U.S. So, uh, but yeah, that helps. I mean, that that provides the resources that those children need through. And we, of course, we're running our own schools. We have our own primary and secondary schools. Once the children reach university age, of course, we're sending them to local universities or or vocational. We do have our own vocational school, mm-hmm. so we do we do encourage our kids to. Uh, go through that because that is awesome. more effective, or more cost effective for us than you know, sending <laughs> yeah. them outside. But, uh, but yeah, yeah that's sense. those those resources from our sponsors are are critical, and it does a lot of good. Awesome, awesome. Well, did you have any other stories from this past year of kids that who've really been blessed or touched by the ministry? Um, there's, I mean, I mentioned Juliet's story. There'd be there's there'd be countless kids like her um, that would have you know, received love and care. When I was just in Uganda, um, and back in, in October, I was there for a week and a half and we visited baby Watoto and they had just received a new baby that was rescued and brought in. And, uh, the baby's name was, uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce it, Zabu, which in their language means gold. Oh. And, um, was a little girl, she's 1.4 kilograms. So just incredibly tiny, uh, very frail. And so we have our team there is especially equipped and trained. We have equipment and incubators and things like that, that they're able to rescue those tiny premature babies and, and uh, nurse them back to health. So um, that was an incredible, incredible to see that, you know, seeing a child come in in those early days when they're, they're needing some really critical care. Uh, but thank God we've been able to be there for, you know, over 1500 babies that have, have come into Watoto and been rescued. They go on once they're, between a year and a half to two years old, they go on to live in the villages and then, you know, someday have a chance to travel on choir and, and to be the young men and women that God's called them to be. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned sponsors. We've mentioned that a couple times you mentioned, you know, your church going to do like a week and a half mission trip. You went in October. What are like, what is the whole range of opportunities that uh, if someone's listening, like, man, I want to go to Uganda or, you know, I want to be a blessing to these kids in Watoto, to Little yeah. Gold. I don't remember the, you know, or, Zabu, Zabu. Zabu yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. What's the, what's the range? Like how all can they help if yeah. they're so inclined? Yeah, certainly sponsoring is probably one of the easiest ways as an individual or a family. Um, they can, you know, go to watoto.com and, and sign up to sponsor. Um, financial donations are, are very welcome and accepted and do a lot of good. Um, other ways is, of course, volunteering. People can go to Uganda on a, as an individual for you know anywhere from three months up to a year and serve in, in various areas, depending on their skills and abilities. Um, individuals can also organize a team from their church, like a church could take a team like I did my first time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you have teams anywhere from three or four people up to 60 people that can go and, and do some projects that 
like all of the homes and the classrooms in, in our villages where the children live and go to school, all of them have been built by mission teams uh, over incredible. the years. And so right now teams can go, we have uh, teams going for medical work. We actually have a current pretty urgent need right now for dental, dental work. So dentists, dental hygienists, um, next year we have, I think two or three teams going to focus on dentistry and cause they're, when you have 3,000 kids and uh, several hundred mothers, there's lots of <laughs> dental work. And the last several years during COVID, we've have to, had to postpone a lot of the non-urgent, non-emergency um, type dental care um, yeah. just because of lockdowns and restrictions and things. You got. So right now there's a backlog of dental work that needs to be done. So uh, yeah. we have a few construction projects. We're, we're building an agriculture college in northern Uganda. That's and cool. so there's... Uh, uh, student housing to be built. There's uh, professors housing. There's some classrooms and other structures to be built. So teams can fundraise for that and actually come to Uganda and help build those structures. Uh, of course, the choir, hosting the choir, uh, <laughs> a concert at their church is, we've just started again uh, booking that. So in September of next year, we'll have our first choir tour back post COVID, yeah. which we're very excited yeah, about. Yeah, that's awesome. And it'll have been uh, over three years since, because uh, the last choir in March of 2020 was when the choir tours were canceled. Yeah. That's, uh, so. it's been a wild time, man. <laughs> it, it has, yeah. So, I, yeah. Uh, people, so people can, you know, talk to their pastor and, and, uh, talk about hosting a concert at their church. It's, it's no, there's no booking fee. So it's, we just have an offering at the church and, and give people a chance to sponsor children at the concert. That's really uh, the, the goal for that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, is the Watoto ministry isn't like specifically like a Pentecostal thing or anything like that, right? It's just ministry. It's, Watoto, Watoto Church started. It is, Watoto Church is a Pentecostal church. They're well, Assemblies of God um, church. Yeah. So, okay. um, but yeah, that's the that's the background, the the genre, I guess you'll say of, of Watoto. But we've had you know organizations and churches of many different denominations come and partner with us and help us do the work. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I was wondering about, about, uh, what it took for a church to get Walt over there. So it's kind of cool. Uh, I might pester a few churches I know cause I'm like, ah, listen, I need, I need to come somewhere near me. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there, this is, this is a weird question. Is there like a, whenever y'all do start going back on like tour and like doing stuff, is there like a website or something we can go to, to see if they're ever close to us where we can go hear them and check them out? Yes. Yeah, so the, our website, watoto.com, uh, there's a section about the choir. And uh, once we start, uh, we don't have the dates up just yet, but in a few months from now, probably early next year, we'll have a calendar active again. And you can actually support, you go to the choir section and it says, see the choir. It'll open the calendar and you can look for a oh, date. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. So I can make sure I can, I can see them. Yeah. Yeah. So I from uh, September, 2023 to March of 2024, the tour route's going to be basically from Florida to Arizona, so across the South. So if you have listeners in those areas, uh, they can be—they'll be the first ones to see the choir. Yeah. Uh, how far? How far up do you go? I'm in the Carolinas. Is that ever? Um, we'll, we, we're going to go up as far as probably Atlanta on this uh, okay. tour. Atlanta's um, not that far from me. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see if we get a, enough interest in it. We might make a little detour up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, let's see if I can uh, get you to go to like Charlotte or Raleigh. Um, yeah. yeah. I um. Yeah, that's okay. So that's really cool. And then sponsoring is $38 if you want to foster a child. Yeah. Um, is there any other, like, do you just take like regular donations? Someone's like, man, I can't do $38 a month, but I got 50 right now. You know, is there? Yes, yes, we do. That can, again, be done on the website or they can send a check to the office. But, um, 
on the website, there's different options. If they have a, if someone's passionate about education or about caring for babies or uh, the the, yeah. the the the, the uh, agricultural college, they can they can give to those specific areas or just give a general donation and we'll, we'll apply it to where it's most needed. Yeah. Okay. I got one last harder question, then we can get into some, some easier stuff and wrap this up. But uh, right. I was just wondering here. I know you talked a lot about uh, helping with construction, helping with dentistry, that kind of stuff. As far as actually being involved with the kids, in my mind, you know, you don't want to go there for like two weeks and then these kids make an attachment and then you leave, right? So is there any like, I don't know, rules or basis to like, how do you navigate that kind of issue where you don't want people to be away from the kids, but you don't want the kids to form relationships that are going to be torn away? That's a, that's a great question. And, um, and something we do, we do consider. So when, especially when volunteers come to serve at baby Watoto, um, when they're, of course, these are kids that are children that are from birth up to the age of two. So it's a really, uh, formative time in their children's lives. And so when we have volunteers come and serve for three to six months at baby Watoto, there's certainly a chance to hold babies and that kind of thing, but <laughs> yeah. we, we primarily focus their work on supporting the nannies. So we have a team of nannies that's provide the, the care for the kids 24 hours a day. Yeah. And so the volunteers come to support the nannies who, so in helping with changing diapers, helping do the laundry, helping cook food, the things kind of in the background so that the nanny can have the time to spend and create that attachment with the baby. Cause that's, that's a long-term attachment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and then also guests who come, the teams that come, um, there's, there's certainly an orientation that's done. We have a child protection policy that we go through and make sure that they understand they're not to collect, you know, email addresses or become <laughs> Facebook yeah. friends with kids or make promises. That's the big thing. Oh yeah. Is to not make promises to kids. Like I'm going to send support or I'm going to get you into school in the USA or things like that. Um, because that's, um, that's detrimental to, to what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. My parents used to be part of a detention ministry in Florida. And that was one of the big things is they almost didn't want another ministry to come in because so many would come start something and then leave. Yeah. And it makes it even harder for the kids. So yeah. I, th- I think it's really important to kind of be able to focus on that and keep that in mind. Do you guys, sorry, I know I said one last one, but no do you guys uh, hire like when you're talking about like nannies and different people who are like working there, do you hire from within Uganda ever or is it? We do, yeah. All, all of our staff, our team in Uganda are all Ugandan. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. All, all African. Uh, we get like, the exception of maybe one person who's um, who, he's a member of the church. He's an employee of the church. The technical director for the Watoto Church um, is uh, is a white guy. But all of our yeah. team in there in Uganda is African. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like Americans completely upping their lives and moving there. If we're hiring people from within to like cultivate the culture, because I'm like, I could see both of those being really honorable. I was kind of yeah. curious. Yeah, yeah. Our 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 vision, our model is raising future leaders. That's that's really the mission of Watoto Watoto Church and Watoto Child Care Ministry. So we want to demonstrate that by equipping and raising up local leaders to to run things, and that's what awesome. we've done. In fact, we have a big benchmark. Um, moment coming up in February. So I mentioned the founders of Watoto, Gary yeah. and Alan Skinner moved there in the eighties have been then, you know, almost 40 years now. And wow. so, but they've raised up a whole team of Ugandan leaders, pastors who are running things in February of 2023, this coming February, yeah. they're going to officially hand over authority, the leadership of Watoto church to this next generation. So 
Pastor Julius is the new is going to be the new lead pastoral team leader for Watoto. And so it's a very historic moment for for Watoto. Yeah, that's amazing. I think we'll speak volumes to the nation and to the continent of Africa. Um, especially in Africa, there's a, a big you see a lot of African nations who yeah. have a president who's hung on to power too long and, and it actually causes damage to the nation. And so Gary and Marilyn have been very intentional about raising up leaders and developing yeah. leaders. And they're, they're demonstrating it by handing over authority. This is a whole, it's a huge organization, a massive influential church, and they're handing over the authority to a, to a leader that they've developed and mentored and equipped. And it's yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. How, how many, sorry, how many of the people hired, you said, you know, you hire Ugandans, all, almost all Ugandans. How many of them actually came from the Watoto ministry, like came up as like Watoto kids? There's a few. Uh, we have, you know, several kids working, you know, in Watoto and giving back. And um, we, we have, obviously don't have space to hire all of them, but uh, <laughs> yeah. those who are, are interested, some of the kids want to, you know, depending on the career that they choose and their education that they pursue, there may not be a a spot for them if they're you know looking at being an engineer or a lawyer or things like that but certainly there's there's kids that have come and given back and are being employed by the ministry in various areas awesome awesome yeah if there's one thing uh, and i know this is a little <laughs> stereotypical of me maybe but there's there's one thing like there's one thing about feeding somebody and helping somebody and i'm all i'm all for that but there's something i feel like it's even more powerful to be a part of a ministry that is equipping people and helping people to to kind of do it themselves, you know that there's the you feed, give a man a fish, or teach him how to fish kind of stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. I really love what you guys are doing. I'm so glad that you came back on, and we can encourage our listeners to help be a part of this, sponsor this, have your church ask Waltoto Choir to come by. You will not regret it. The music is yeah. just really incredible, but. Yeah, the whole thing, I'm just still amazed by all these years. You know, I've known about it. If I say if I was nine, like 21 years, I, you know, I've been relatively close to the Waltoto ministry, you know, not actively in it, but close to it. And uh, just an incredible ministry to pray for, to know of, to be a part of in some little way. So I'm thank you so much for joining us for that again. And um, as we wrap up, we before we wrap up, I should say, we always like to do our God moment where we just talk about something God's been doing with us recently. Um, usually I have a co-host, TJ, who forces me to go first. So everybody else has time to think because he thinks I talk too much. He might be right. Um, and um, I will say today's God moment, and this is going to be a little bit of a cop out, was when I was listening to Away in a Manger on the Waltoto Christmas song. And something in me just stirred up on the way home when I was, you, you know, you can feel the passion behind this ministry. You can feel the nurture, the care, the love just in the song. You could, you hear these kids voice and you're like, okay, they are loved. And something about hearing love in someone's voice is just powerful. It's mm-hmm. really powerful. Yeah. Um, did you have anything you'd like to share as far as what God's been up with to with you recently? Um, I, I'll share a, just a very recent thing that happened this morning. Um, this is, I guess, Watoto related, not nice. for me personally, but um, we talked about sponsorship and how that impacts people. We had a, a sponsor call us this morning who's been sponsoring for quite a while, probably since 2010. Yeah. And uh, they're sponsoring, I think, five children. Well, And uh, they called in and they felt God stirring them to sponsor more children. And uh, the, the individual was, was speaking with my sponsorship director and was sharing a bit of his story, him and his wife. He's a custodian. So, you know, not a super wealthy man, I mean, by any means, but 
has a, a passion for caring for people. Yeah. And uh, here recently, he um, he felt God stirring their hearts to sponsor six more children. Wow. And so he called in to share this with us this morning and asked us to pick the kids for him and everything. And and so he says, we don't know for sure where the money is coming from, but we feel God's called us to do it. And so we're going to do it. Please add the kids to our account, to our record. And so it just reminded me that God's, how God stirs the hearts of people. We can share stories all day and, and um, okay. share a vision, but it's really only the Holy Spirit that moves people to give. And so I even pray today as, as people hear this, that, you know, that God would just speak to someone's heart about uh, being involved in what, what he's doing in, in Africa. And so um, to be a part of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Praise God, man. I, um, yeah, I'm just, sorry. It just, it does your heart good to hear stories like that and to just really realize, Hey, maybe you don't know everything about what's going on in Uganda, right? Maybe you don't know everything about each individual kid, but you do know that these are children that God cares for. Absolutely. And you know that he's using Watoto to help these children not become Americanized, not to, you know, move over here or anything, but to work within their own system to be a blessing in of themselves from God. And it's kind of self-perpetuate. Like this is something that I feel like, you know, if you're blessing that it's going to last, you know, mm -hmm. what you do to help this ministry isn't something that's just going to be there for a short time and go away. Amen. So it's just, it's incredible blessing, incredible to hear people who are just touched to sponsor that many children. I'm like, man, I, I got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's yeah, inspiring stuff. Yeah. I mean, the generosity that we've seen, that's, it's, that's encouraging to me is, is just seeing the generosity of people. And oh yeah. Especially again, in these, these last several years of COVID, we, we haven't had the choir, which is the way we generate most of our new sponsors. Yeah. But the sponsors that we do have, have been even more faithful and our, we've seen our cancellation rate for our sponsors. The last two years has been the lowest it's ever been. So in wow. a season of, you know, a lot of financial difficulty, it's, it's amazing how God yeah. has moved people to stay faithful and stay committed. So I'm uh, just so grateful for that. That's awesome. Awesome. Praise God. Well, with that, guys, we, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Watoto and what God's doing over there. And we hope that you feel challenged and called to go to watoto.com and see how you can be a part of this ministry Whatever that might look like for you, maybe you don't have $38 a month. Maybe you have your pastor's ear and you want to you wanna get them at your church. Maybe you don't have money, but you want to go over there and visit. Maybe you don't have the time to go over there and do construction, but you do have $38 a month. Whatever it is, I really encourage everyone to just be a part of this in whatever way you can. And I encourage you all to have a very, very Merry Christmas. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if uh, you want to check out me and TJ's other podcast, Systematic Geekology, Dot org. You can hit the host tab. Both of our names are there. You see all the episodes we've done over there. And we just talk about where faith and geek culture kind of intersect. And of course, you guys know that, uh, man, we have some future guests. We have um, my my man, uh, Trip Fuller's coming on. Andrew Fouts is going to be on soon. And you know, at the end of season one, we'll have none other than Francis Chan who is unaware of it, but will become aware of it. And then he will join the show and you guys will be amazed that we pulled it off. Hey Amen. That's a great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next time.